0: Welcome to Adversarial Lear- Distancing. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the inaugural episode of Adversarial Distancing. This is Joel, and I'm here, as always, with Andrew. Good to be here. Uh, and we realize that uh, we have not recorded any podcast in a while, um, and we also realize that we're not capable these days of really talking about anything other than coronavirus. So we thought we would... Uh, bring you a COVID-themed podcast uh, with all the adversarial learning uh, sensibilities, uh, hopefully talking to them about the science. We have no guests today. It's just the two of us, and it's likely continuing that way because we're not organized enough to get guests. Um, and we have no nobody, sponsors. Nobody
1: can think straight enough to...
0: to we try. have no sponsors. So we're not organized enough to get sponsors, or we're not uh, appealing enough to get sponsors. Um, but we are going to talk about... Uh, COVID-19 and data science and all the things, uh, we usually talk about. So Andrew, how's, how's it going?
1: Good. Yeah. Thanks for checking in. I think, um, so since I've been working remotely for about 11 years, this has been, um, probably, uh, less of an adjustment for me than for most people. Um, uh, you know, I think we had about five days of, uh, basically lost productivity last week and a half because um, uh, the schools in Seattle were shut um, with no notice at all. Um, and we had to, you know, take care of the kids uh, at home for the first time all day for just, you know, days straight. Um, so that was a little bit of shake shakeup. But then um, I have an office space that I rent in, in an artist loft. So I, I'm able to go there and go there during the day and do some work um, and, uh, get away from the house and get out of my family's hair. Um, so that's, that's been nice to have that routine already set up. <clears throat> Aside from that, um, you know, there's been a lot of, uh, social changes as far as what neighbors want to do and what friends want to do. Uh, you know, getting together with playdates and things like that. Um, so
0: are your neighbors taking the social distancing pretty seriously.
1: Yeah, most people are uh, doing that really, really hardcore. We actually have a couple of uh, maybe actually just one neighbor uh, family that we have continued to have playdates pretty much as usual. Uh, so we're just figuring that there's enough with almost zero contact that um, – the risks that one of us brings it to the other family, it'll still at least be pretty well contained. Um, and frankly, I just don't think that we could have tolerated not having any, any kind of social activity. Otherwise, a lot of, you know, talking over the fence and, uh, talking across the street and things like that.
0: You're, you're more permissive than we are. My kid has had like no social interactions in like two weeks. She's about yeah. to kill me. She's yep. gonna someday. She's gonna be talking to a therapist about you know this period in her life when she did not get to see her friends and did not get to do anything fun. And uh, she'll still be alive to talk about it, so that's good. Yeah, although they say it doesn't affect kids that badly. But so oh, yeah. would, either way, but um, you know my, my wife and I are actually both like real homebodies, so uh-huh. for us, not leaving the house is not like a huge imposition. Yeah, we're the same way. I mean, I I I love being at home, so it's it's actually pleasant. We actually, other than like going on walks, we haven't we haven't left the house in more than a week, I would say. Wow, okay.
1: So we still we have we have a woods next to a forest next to our house. We have been uh, going down for nature walks uh, uh, most every day. Uh, We've gone on a lot of bike rides. Um, We have uh, we've kind of split up shopping duties because. My wife said uh, she thinks that just one person going to the store um, somehow is a better idea, and I'm I'm fine with it. So, she's been doing most of the trips, but we we haven't done a, needed any big uh, shopping trips because we, we were um, taking care of a couple of weeks ago or a few weeks ago to get stocked up.
0: Um, we've gone, all, would, oh, saying, gone. we've gone all in on delivery. Like yeah, yeah. Probably I got a I got a Costco delivery today. Um, I got a whole foods one a couple of days ago. I had another whole foods one last weekend. I got yeah. an Instagram, like uh, we, we may never go back to the store again. Like, uh, yeah, uh, well,
1: yeah, it, it, it's, I'm I actually, I'm really glad now that everybody seems to be taking germs as seriously as I always have. So, you know, everybody's up on my level as far as Thinking about all the germs I'm taking when I go on an airplane to somewhere else and vice versa and, you know, washing hands and coughing discreetly and, you know, all that stuff. That's something that, I mean, you can call me neurotic about, but it's it's been it's it's taken some psychic load for me for many, many years. And so I'm grateful that it seems like a lot of other people now are taking that stuff seriously. So. Um, I mean, doesn't it, does it still concern you? I mean, there are people who are going to the level of building an ozone compartment to kill anything that's on their mail, uh, spraying disinfectant, things like that. How are you treating that?
0: Uh, you know, honestly, I've been pretty, especially with the delivery, I've been pretty mostly, I don't want to say super cavalier, but, um, they'll drop groceries off or packages off on my front porch. I'll bring them in, open them, uh, put them away and then wash my hands afterwards. So, um, you know, I wash my hands after handling the package, but I also sort of assume that the things that come are safe enough to use. Um, So, so far, so far, so good. Um, I've been doing that too. Yeah. How, like, how worried are you about this whole situation? Scale of zero to 10, zero, not worried at all. 10, like, oh, shit, the world's ending. I think I am seven and a half or eight, um, but I
1: mean, what I think is what what I am most worried about right now is, um, I guess I could be worried about a lot of things, but I think the thing that's that's uh, I I think is going to have a a tough long term effect is going to be local businesses just completely tor- getting torched here uh, and everywhere, um, and you know everybody who has been running a, a restaurant or a bookstore or whatever for for many years and you know, that's been a great, great part of a lot of people's neighborhood that just being gone and everybody who had a job there in, you know, in Seattle now not being able to afford to live here moving out. And then uh, that's going to definitely change what everybody's uh, life is going to be afterward. Um, As far as the spread of the disease, that's, I'm worried about that. I mean, you know, there's a couple things, thing, you know, levels I'm worried at uh, about that. One in Washington, I feel, um, I feel safe in Washington now, uh, just watching the, the changing of the numbers over the past couple of weeks. Uh, New York looks terrible. Florida is going to be a nightmare. Um, looks like New Jersey's just, uh, leapfrogged over California as the, third worst state. So there's lots of places where, you know, I'm worried about people there. um, uh, And you know, geez, I I have, you know, I'm always worried about everything going wrong. So that's just part of my psychic makeup. Um, But you know, this is I I don't feel surprised by it. So that's one nice thing. You know, I'm not shocked that it's happening. This has always been something that I've been frankly worried about. So I don't know. How are you feeling?
0: Are you are you are you the sort of person who like follows the news twenty four seven? Are you trying to like unplug from it as much as possible, or somewhere in the middle? I think you know I I haven't watched cable news in a
1: long time. Um, I, know, I don't read
0: cable news, but like,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I read Twitter about 10,000 10, million times a day. So um I had seen uh I feel like the news came on Twitter a lot sooner than anywhere else, and so I I sort of felt like I saw over the horizon as far as people I was around in real life. Um and, you know, I was the my the timing was terrible. I went to I went for a, on a work trip to Amsterdam uh the first of March, which was now three weeks ago. Um and, you know, when I was leaving, the thing cases in Washington were starting to really heat up in, in Kirkland, especially. And then you know, I was hopping on a plane for a week, leaving my family here. And I was doing things like asking my wife if she wouldn't mind buying some extra like supplies, staples and things like that. And at the time, she thought I was a, a lunatic and I was contributing to panic. And I was like, I'm really not. I'm just asking you a favor. Please do that because I'm not going to be here. Um, and while I was gone, that's when things really blew up. And, um, you know, like, there were cases announced in the Netherlands while I was on my flight to Amsterdam. So that timing was was kind of disturbing. Um, but yeah, I I I feel like um, we were really adapting pretty quickly, and um, you know, fortunately we had we had space in closets and things like that to to stock uh, some some food and things like that. So um, and then I think the closing of the schools really helped people uh, get prepared for staying at home. So it, it's kind of felt, it's felt pretty natural, honestly.
0: Um, are you, uh, are you continuing lessons while your kids are at home?
1: We are doing some of that, you know, they, um, they, the way the the school handled the, the shutdown was they basically loaded all the children's backpacks with all the workbooks that they have. And so, um, when Addie who's in second grade came home, she was looked really dejected. And she said, Daddy, look how look how fast this falls! And she like you know took her backpack off her back and let it fall on the couch. And it just thumped because it was just jacked full. Um, so my uh, my wife has been doing some of the things that they're suggesting. Um, they've been doing a lot of online activities and and you know drawing and art and going on nature walks. And um, uh, I've been contributing to mathematics uh, just you know by plunking her in front of uh Jupiter notebook, Ron Sage math or whatever. And Jupiter
0: notebook, come on.
1: Ugh, gross. It, it, it's Sage math. So it's okay. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think I've always had, uh, I've always had an inclination to try homeschooling and, or unschooling as well. So I'm curious to see how this affects kids. I think um, they have, they've been adapting pretty well. You know, um, some of the kids are calling it vacation, so that can't be all bad.
0: Yeah, I think what's killing mine is is the lack of social interaction. Like, basically, I I set her up, I call it a cozy corner in my office. It's just like a nest of blankets and sleeping bags and stuffed animals and pillows and whatnot. And she just sort of hangs out there during the day while I'm working. And she watches Minecraft videos and plays Minecraft. And now, this weekend, I downloaded this app called Adventure Academy, which is this, uh, you know, MMO where you have to uh, do learning activities to collect gold coins then you can oh, use them to right. furnish your house and stuff adventure like academy yeah all right cool it's you have to buy a subscription which is a bit of a nuisance but i see um, but, but you, like i just downloaded it yesterday and she's probably spent most of the past 24 hours playing it so yeah it's a, well, we will, a, so, I, I mean a lot support. of our friends have, have uh
1: shut off completely as far as contact but one thing i feel uh Really proud about was that we had a whole batch of walkie-talkies, just cheap ass ten dollars walkie-talkies, and we've been giving those out to friends. And so they, she's had. Um, there are four kids now that have the radios, and so they can just get on and chat for like two hours, or if they feel like it. So that's a that's a cool that's a cool trick.
0: Yeah, we we kind of cut off social contact with all our friends a, a few years ago. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> way ahead of you. Yeah. yeah, I I I was planning for this. Uh, coronavirus but no i, I was uh, uh you know a lot of the people that I, some of the people i follow on twitter and were kind of very out in front of this so even you know late january early february they were starting to raise the alarm and, and yeah. you know i kind of listened I, I wish i'd listened more even but yeah um, you know in, in february i did start stocking up on things just in case mm-hmm. so
1: yeah yeah we did too a little bit and I did the, uh, you know, I bought some some masks and, you know, I, it's what's annoying about that is like every time you tell anybody you're doing anything, someone wants to tell you why it's it's not helpful against the virus. And so I, you know, I bought masks and and when I was told that they're not effective, I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna fucking wear one on the airplane for ten hours because that's what I'm gonna do. So fuck you. Um, and you know, we did, we bought. You know, rice and beans and crap like that, and stocked up on lead ingots and and gunpowder and whatnot. But
0: gotta have gunpowder, right?
1: Hey, it's for fireworks. You know, it's for celebrating when it's all over.
0: I, I'm lucky enough that I'm allergic to my yard, so I, I keep you know, some number of masks around for doing yard work. So yeah, yeah, right. I have a few, have a few that way. Probably yeah. probably not enough to make it worth my while to drive down to the hospital and donate them, but I have yeah. a couple. Yeah. I, I, I wore one to the grocery store last time I went, which was more than a week ago now. It. Yep, I wore I mean so I tried I I wore
1: one when I went to SeaTac. I got it out of my I sat down at the gate and I got it out of my backpack and I put it on and I just felt I felt ridiculous. I felt really I felt really conspicuous wearing a mask uh, cuz no one else was wearing one. Maybe like four other people waiting for my flight and I just I put it on, sat there my glasses were fogging up. I couldn't, I just couldn't take it. And, uh, but I did wear it until I got seated in my, uh, my seat. And then, um, I turned on the, um, the blower, the air from above. So I figured positive pressure, uh, going over me would force anything away because the air is filtered.
0: Yeah, I went, on a, I went on a business trip to LA actually around the same time you went. It was like the oh, first, yeah. week of, first week of March. Yep. And again, very few people wearing masks, but on my flight back to Seattle. Um, uh, so first, like uh, my wife started getting paranoid. She's like, you should change your flight back earlier so that in case they like close off air travel. I was like, well, yeah. um, I don't think they're going to do that like so quickly. And uh, it would, it would have been a, a real hassle to do that. Um, but on my flight back, uh, the the couple who were sitting in the row with me, the woman, she got on the plane and she took out like some alcohol wipes or whatever and she like wiped down the entire row. So, oh yeah. You know, she was, she was she was thinking ahead, but then they weren't really wearing masks. Um, and then the guy was still spilling into my personal space, which is the way things work up there.
1: That's the space. problem.
0: Yeah. So, was he an in middle seat or? He was the middle seat, yeah. Yeah, that's understandable. So yeah, um, but yeah, weird times. Okay, so he, he, here here's the big question. Um, have you figured out like a data science angle, like a data science project that you can do about uh, about COVID-19 that will go viral? You know, maybe a Python uh, library or a, a Jupyter notebook or what?
1: I've actually been focusing mostly on <laughs> uh, on curating my Twitter feed at this point because I feel like just like the stock market, there, there are good times to Take action when you see activity. Um, And at this point, what I'm doing a lot of is um, cleaning out my feed from anybody who believes this is a good time to take advantage of the circumstances to press to push their agenda as far as politics or, uh, you know, push their data ethics agenda or. Um, you know, I haven't started aggressively blocking dashboard makers, but I might, I might move on to that soon.
0: What about people who are taking advantage to make podcasts?
1: Those people are, are okay. In my book, um, mainly because, uh, the, well, I, I actually don't know anybody. I don't know anybody, but us doing that. So as long as we're not making money off of it, I feel
0: like it's okay. All right. That's. That's good. So, so who, who have you found most, uh, informative on Twitter about? the Uh,
1: That's a good one. I think, um, so there's a lot of people who are, who are, um, it seems like all they do is read about what China's doing. And I find that just immensely fascinating. And I feel like I got the, I got a heads up from people who are either living over there or are, are like love the topic. Um, and, uh, so I, I just, there's, I mean, St. Rev actually is a good sort of, uh, you know, uh, information node as far as what, what he does, uh, who he t- retweets. Um, and otherwise, you know, there are some people who are, who are well-beloved in other times that are just at this point sort of having emotional meltdowns that I'm, I'm kind of muting. Um, but I think, um, no, I, later, no, I wouldn't okay. No, Not you. Um, just some people, <laughs> you know who you are. Um, no, I think I just reach. I just, uh, re refreshed the, a couple of dashboards that I forget what this one, like th- 1.3 acres that, that website and then, uh, worldometer.info I think is another one. Uh, those seem like good summaries for us numbers at least, and for world numbers, um, and otherwise, uh, there are a lot of a lot of dashboards and charts that I just find uh, useless and uh, probably uh, you know more more harmful in the sense that they make people feel informed with uh, w- and I think incorrectly. Um, so anything that says anything that has a normal distribution that's squashed tall and skinny or fat and wide and once to the left and once to the right and then there's a threshold where everyone dies in the hospital. Those charts, I'm blocking anybody who posts those um, because that's somebody's model that um, if people are just talking about too much as though it's just absolute truth. and I I, I don't find it helpful um, because I feel like there's some value in staying uncertain about things um, instead of trying to uh, trying to feel uh, reassured or, you know, feel extra scared. Um, so what I'm doing personally is, um, just following the guidelines here, mostly staying inside or, you know, staying out, going outside, but staying away from crowds, staying away from people. Um, and you know, just staying, staying safe and healthy, um, and actually playing a lot more music and, uh, playing with the kids and things like that. So in a, in a sense, it's been, it's been a, it's been a nice couple of couple of weeks.
0: I uh I bought a sewing machine a couple of years ago with the idea that I would learn how to sew and then I, I never did. So now yeah. I'm thinking now now might be a good time to learn how to sew. Um, yeah. Are you gonna make masks? Our neighbors are gonna do that. I uh, um you know when I bought it the idea was that uh my daughter and I would make Barbie clothes, but I think she's uh, like yeah. not so into Barbies anymore. So I don't know what I'll do. Maybe I'll just uh maybe I'll make myself some cool outfits or something. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. or may, maybe I'll make masks uh, you know I bet I can make some pretty cool I think hospitals uh, are
1: giving out raw materials to to go home and, and sew up some masks so
0: yeah unfortunately I can't really leave the house so I can't get those raw materials that's right <laughs> so it's a little bit of a chicken and egg problem um, and then, anyway like it'll probably be years before I'm good enough to sew hospital worthy masks uh, oh I, yeah I, i i tried using the machine when I bought it and it did not turn out well did you, of, so
1: did you did you put the needle through your fingernail because I did that the
0: first time I was no in. no it wasn't like that in fact the way the machine is set up I think it would be really hard to do that because uh, the, the the spot where the fabric goes through is not big enough for my finger to fit it wasn't that bad it was more that somehow the stitch got messed up and then the thread got all tangled and like mm-hmm. it it basically wound itself all throughout the insides of the machine. And it was really hard to even just get the thread untangled from it. It it was not good. But anyway, I found some YouTube videos that I I think will help. And having said that, I'm sure I'll never actually follow through on it, but who who um, are you, who are you following on Twitter by the way? And, uh, and so, so, so so what I'll say, um, and this is going to sound really self-serving, but, um, I am being pretty judicious about doing good retweets on the coronavirus. So, um, although I have nothing particularly original to say about it other than some like bad jokes. Um, I think if you follow my feed, you will see good information, uh, that I tend to, uh, retweet when, when I come across it, I would say two of the people that I find, uh, you know, pretty informative and, and, and thoughtful. Um, uh, so one is, uh, Bala GS, uh, okay. who, who I've actually known for, for a number of years. Um, but he, you know, he he started basically a, a genetic kind of uh, genetic profiling company. And then he worked at uh, Andreessen Horowitz uh, for a bit. And then he worked at uh, Earn.com, which I think is now part of Coinbase. So he's, yeah. um, he's, a, he's a real Silicon Valley guy, but he's super, super smart. And he was really like out in front of this before a lot of people were. Yeah, um, yeah, he was. I saw him too. Yeah. Um, uh, an, another person who, who I found really good is uh, Scott Gottlieb, who uh, I guess ran the FDA for the first couple of years under Trump. Um, okay. And he also uh, tweets, uh, he has a really good Twitter feed. Um, and so if you follow those two guys, um, like I think that's a good starting point and then and, and see who they recommend as well. But I, I've, okay. I've learned a lot from both of them. Um, and, it, you know, it's, it's kind of, uh, I, I can't say that's reassuring to follow them because, because they're not, uh, they're not mincing words. They're not pulling punches and mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a scary situation. And, uh, but, but in my family, we're, we're taking it super seriously and we're, uh, social distancing like crazy and, uh, yeah. Interesting times. Yeah. Um,
1: I, I think, um, the, you know, some of the, uh, some of the worst projections are, are just devastating. And then even some of the, some of the better projections are, are still devastating to some degree. So, um, it's, it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to imagine what, um, what it's going to look like in two months or three months. But I, I think, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I, I started feeling like it would be three more months before we had any kind of uh, any kind of sense of what was going on. Um, and it looks like that's, it, it looks like that's about the timeframe. It looks like in about June, we may know uh, what, what things are going to look like.
0: Yeah. I mean, so, so here, here's my takeaway uh, from the people I follow on Twitter, which is that um, I don't think this lockdown and social distancing can last that long. Like it will, crush the economy and and if it does um and so you know that as i understand it this is a way of buying time for us to really you know bring in a really stringent like testing and treatment regime Uh and that once we have that regime in place uh we can hopefully um lessen up the lockdown and and be really smart about quarantining people who need to yeah, be quarantined put, but good. not not quarantine everyone um, and so you know that's that's what I'm that's what I hear and that's what I'm hoping because I just I don't see how we can shut the country down for three months and no it just doesn't work it's it's
1: it's uh, phenomenally bad and uh, I mean what you're saying sounds Sounds hopeful to me. That sounds good.
0: Well, I mean, it's hopeful if we can pull it off and, and you know, one of the things um, I saw a tweet today, it was the guy who basically runs the army Corps of engineers talking about, um, basically talking about how he's going to convert hospitals and dorms and other facilities into, um, basically emergency ICUs. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and you watch him and you're like, wow, this guy like knows his shit. And, uh, it, it, a little bit of ACC the appeal of like, oh, why don't we just let the military run the country? But, uh, I, I know, I know that's not a good idea for like any number not, of reasons, not but, when generally. The, no. but, but when you watch the guy, you're like, wow, this guy, like this guy know, knows what's going on. And
1: I mean, that's, that's the thing. Like the people I know who've been in the military and and what I've, I've heard, you know, about, about the logistics and operations, like they know how to move people in, they know how to move material and, and, um, you know, the my my reaction when there's those, you may not have seen these, but there are people sharing these viral uh, tweets and uh, texts about they're going to lock the country down and bring the national guard out. So you know, beware! Like, f- bring it on, man! I'd bring, I'd love to have a couple riflemen at the corner and keep the peace and set up a tent and start handing out supplies that people need to. Like, they, I mean, my, they know.
0: My, yeah, I mean, my 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 joke is that if if they. If they come out and they enforce muffler laws, then I'm yeah. all for it. <laughs> I'm so fucking sick of people driving around with no mufflers at
1: all hours. Yeah, I mean, just look. Take care of the problems I see in this country, and, uh, and we'll be good.
0: Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Of course, there's a lot of problems you don't see.
1: Yeah. You know anybody who uh, who has gotten it or had it?
0: As far as I know, I don't actually. And and I think about that a lot in terms of like, you know, what it what is the prevalence? Is the prevalence 1%? Well, you know, I know, I don't know how many people I know, you know, several thousand people probably across all my various social networks. And as far as I know, like, I mean, I know people who said, gosh, I had the cred a week ago. I wonder if that was coronavirus. But yeah, I don't yeah. I don't know anyone who like has it and went to the hospital for it or got a positive test. How about yeah. you? Yeah. Same here. I, well,
1: what I do have is similar, similar stories. My parents-in-law both uh, out in Wyoming say they had what they think it might have been. <clears throat> um, our neighbors across the street, uh, it seems to have gone through their whole family, four of them, um, or two or three. Uh, and one of my colleagues in Amsterdam has had it in the last, in the last few days. So, um, and but nobody's gone to the hospital it's been shortness of breath uh painful cough things like that but fuck i've had painful cough many times um, well,
0: i'll tell you like when i came back from la which was about two weeks ago um right after i got back for about two or three days i had like slight shortness of breath like uh, yeah. i felt i felt like i couldn't inflate my lungs all the way but i didn't have a cough i didn't have a fever i didn't have any other symptoms and after a couple of days it went away i don't i don't even know what to make of that because it's not a not like that's something common for me but it was right well my barber spends time in LA and she had been she had just come
1: the week before I went to Amsterdam she had come back from LA she was cutting my hair she said oh my god I think I already had it and I'm like oh great but she said she hadn't had a flu for 30 years and uh, she had just a complete devastating flu with all the symptoms so Lord knows, um, it sure would be nice to be able to do more tests, and um, I like the idea of uh, just getting way bigger samples and random tests too. Um, that would be nice.
0: Yeah, I'm, I I hope it happens, and you know, you you hear a lot about people trying to come up with ways to do a lot of tests quickly. Um, but even even around here, um, you know, I, I know people who aren't taking the social distancing seriously, so that's a little yeah. bit frustrating. I drove past the beach
1: yesterday on my way home from work and uh, I, you know, th- we live by Alki beach and that's one of the, one of the beaches in Seattle. And there are people playing volleyball <laughs> like, and people sitting on the beach and it wasn't as packed as the photos you see of spring break, but I'm like, you know, it just, it's, it, it, people were, you know, 20 feet apart, 10 feet apart. And I guess it's hard for humans. It's hard for to get, you know, gauge distances and, amounts and things like that um but uh, the guideline i heard i don't know if this has shifted was don't be within six feet of someone for more than 10 minutes is that something that is still a guideline or is that changed
0: um i don't know about the, the 10 minutes i have definitely heard the six feet and like when they make people line up to like i've heard of grocery stores where they're only letting a certain number of people in at a time and when you're yeah. waiting out line, when we're waiting line out outside you're supposed to keep six feet apart so i don't know like um, I know that when we when we go out on our walks, we, we go on sort of a a daily walk. So, so my my wife goes on like three daily walks. I go on one of them, um, and then my daughter we drag on the one that we both go on because she doesn't to yeah. go on it. But yeah. we you know we cross the other side of the street when there's other people out walking, and we try not to be close to them at all. And yeah. So well, apparently all all
1: communicable communicable diseases are down in the last few couple of weeks, right? Uh, I, don't I just know. heard I heard that uh, that in places where they've been doing this kind of uh, these kind of measures. I think it might have been South Korea. Um, uh, there other, you other know, regular colds and flus and things like that are way down. So,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, so that's great. I think it's it's good for people to uh, I, I don't I don't expect people to keep that up. But it would be nice if people stayed home when they're
0: sick from work. You know, um, yeah, I don't know. Of, it, it's. Uh, like on one hand, it's easy for me to stay home, like all all the time. That doesn't bother me. The other hand, I'm sort of the designated warrior for the family. So, yeah. um, like if we're running low on supplies, I'm the one who worries about that and um, worries about, gosh, you know, how far out is Whole Foods delivering? And gosh, what should I order from Walmart before it goes out of stock? And mm-hmm. um, and like, so, so I bought I bought a lot of stupid stuff that I probably don't need. Um, like what? What's the dumbest thing you bought? Um, so um I you know that little thing you clip on your finger that tells you your blood oxygen level yes I bought one of those why oh because <laughs> because if you um let's say you get some sort of uh, upper respiratory illness right yeah um and it makes it harder for you to breathe you want to monitor your your blood oxygen levels because your blood oxygen level gets um, too low like that's when you want to... Oh geez, okay. Um, Think about going to the hospital, so I thought, gosh, I'll, I'll just go online. It's twenty bucks. I'll buy one of those, and then I'll have it just in case. And you know, what's dumb of- about that though? Um, That's nice to have. I, I I can't like unless I get some weird upper respiratory infection. I can't imagine ever needing it. I mean, it's yeah. funny. The 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 user manual is like, this is not a medical device. This is only intended for exercise purposes but Mm. i I think the fda probably makes them put that um so uh you know i got that i got all sorts of like over-the-counter medicines that i probably will never use Mm. um i yeah I, i bought a lot of foods that i'll probably never eat um as long as society doesn't break down oh yeah you know chunky vegetable soup oh that's that's good to have though
1: I think I this is—it's funny. Like I, I've known—I've known a lot of people who do preparation as a lifestyle before this, and uh, it's funny. Uh, some of them are taking the chance to uh, to really gloat about this, um, you know, in a in a, gent- in a gentle way. But um, yeah. geez, you know, if it's—it can't hurt if you have the room and if you can afford to pre-purchase this stuff, it's fine to have it around. It's not. I know. I, just don't, I don't like chunky
0: vegetables soup. It always tastes like metal. I don't, I know don't like, like, like that.
1: Is. Yeah, it does. It doesn't taste that good. So, um, maybe it's the
0: green beans, um, but, uh, any flavor though. It's something about the way they can it it, it, it probably can't be good. But anyway, um, yeah, I have, you know, I, I bought, I bought a bunch of meat. I bought a bunch of, um, uh, butter. we got their butter pretty good around here. I, mm. I bought some, I, I bought an emergency giant Costco can of ground coffee that I hope I never have to use. Because, <laughs> oh, worse like than the, death. I know that that's if like the shit really hits the fan because otherwise like uh you know I will that's the sort of thing where it's like that's not part of my normal rotation I'm gonna keep buying my you know fifteen dollar for twelve ounces artisan yep. beans yep. uh as long as I can um, and well we're all
1: geared up I have green green coffee beans I roast them at home already so yeah you know I, we're all set
0: I, I don't do that but yeah. maybe maybe I, I should learn. No, it's right. fun. It's easy. It's like eight minutes a week. Uh, and how do you roast them? Do you have like a machine for it? Or are you doing in the oven or what? Yeah, I have a,
1: a hot air popcorn popper and just run them in there for about seven or eight minutes and then you have a
0: week's supply. And the green beans, how long do they keep for? Ever, forever. So you buy the green beans they keep forever and you just roast them as you go? Yeah. Where do you, where do you source the green beans? So I get them at Seattle Coffee Works downtown. Um, I love that
1: place. Yeah, it's awesome. So the guy who owns that place is really big on home roasting, and if you catch him, Sebastian, uh, he'll talk to you as long as you want about how to do it.
0: Um, oh, no, I'm not. I'm never in that part of town anymore. But oh yeah, yeah. Well, oh, so on, online,
1: I don't know if he orders. If he, if you can order online, you could uh, email him, uh, or or go to SweetMaria's.com. Ad.
0: When I when I used to live downtown, I, that was my favorite coffee place to go to.
1: Yeah, there was one in Ballard I used to go to. They have
0: the they have the best coffee.
1: Yeah. I mean as long as we got the coffee sorted out, I feel like <laughs> we're good.
0: That's that's the big worry. All right. What else
1: What else? Jeez, I mean we gotta save some topics for the for the rest of the the duration for the rest of
0: six weeks. <laughs> this could last a long time.
1: Um, it could be it could be two more months. Uh,
0: I, I sure as hell hope it's not. Nope. But, yeah, I mean, for today, geez. Uh. I mean, don't do get me wrong. I love not commuting. Like, that's it's, – it's really fantastic. Oh, I yeah, I know. I'm starting to get a little bit worried that my car won't start when I need to because I haven't yeah. driven in so long. But Well, you know what I like is not doing business travel. Man. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, so this is going to make me sound like so fucking spoiled and whatever. But in January, I finally uh, – upgraded to a platinum card so that I could get access to all the airline lounges. Oh yeah. And like I, I used them on my, uh, yep. on my last trip. Yeah. It was, it was the, the Delta lounge in Seattle is, is super nice. The one you in LAX what? was not well, very nice.
1: The one in, uh, in Seattle that's in the S terminal is even nicer. Is it really? So I, I only know this because I hit gold status or something a year ago or so. And on my way to Amsterdam last October, I was going out of S terminal, went to that lounge, nobody was there. You know, it was a beautiful sunny day and everything. So I actually I uh, yeah I, I check it out if you ever have a flight I, out of there.
0: I will, but I, I got to say the one that's like in a, in A terminal, that one's very nice too.
1: Like. Okay, I've never see. I've never been. I had gold status for like you know a year and then I lost it because I didn't fly.
0: But anyway, so the, the the annual fee on this card is like enormous and i was like well but you know i i fly down to la once a month for work so yeah you know i'll, I'll make it up with all these cool lounge access sure. and stuff and, and now like i got to use it once and then all travel <laughs> was canceled well you know at least you you got a little taste is that sense? i know this is like such a first world problem but sure yeah yeah we live in the first world yeah that's what we do anyway it was fun to uh yeah to break out of my little social distancing bubble where I talk to like my wife and my daughter and no one else. So, yeah, good to talk with you, too. So that was good. And uh, I'm probably not going to edit this at all. I'm just going to uh, just toss throw it, it up as is. Cool. And we have one in the can, right? Uh, it still needs to be finished editing. Sorry, Leo. Um, yeah. I No problem. I'll, I'll edit it at some point. Just and something it, to be excited about. It, 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 it will... It will seem very anachronistic when it finally comes out because it will be like we've been living in a bubble. It represents a simpler time. Pre COVID 19. All right. Well, I'm glad we were able to do this. Yeah. Um, thanks and, for the idea. And let's do another one soon because with, with, so there, there's a weird three-body problem with scheduling podcasts, which is one reason why we never do them, um, because it's very hard to find a time when three people can meet. But it's uh, you know, easier by uh, – I can't do the math, but it's easier in some ways when it's only two people. So we can yeah. probably do this um, as soon as we think we have more things to say.
1: Yep. Yeah, looking forward to it. All right. Well, thanks.
0: All right. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. Your usual reminder that you can find the podcast at adversarialearning.com or on Twitter at adversarial underscore L or wherever podcasts are sold. Uh, I'm on Twitter, Joel, at Joel Gruse, J-O-E-L-G-R-U-S, and Andrew is on Twitter at AKM. And thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.